What's up, Ortandians? This is your girl, Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. How y'all doing? How has the summer been treating you? I know 2020 is absolutely trash, man. It just, it came in <laughs> with a Mike Tyson punch, and we have not been able to get off the canvas since. So, but how you guys doing? How you guys maintaining, making out? You know, um... It's just been a whirlwind year, right? It's just been crazy. And now we're getting ready to open the schools back up. You know, I guess depending on what your city, your your county and school district is doing. Um, that's a, that's why, you know, I wanted to talk about it, get, kind of give my, my commentary on it. I don't have any children personally, but I have nieces and nephews that are K through 12. And I have little cousins that are K through 12 and, you know, kids in my church you know are school age and so it's just a it's a it's a curious time it's a topic that I'm interested in you know I text one of my friends yesterday who's a parent she's a relatively new parent and so but her you know her child is is of school age and so I asked her you know when she's sending her child back to school she said absolutely not I am you know my husband and I are looking into um, some online homeschool programs for our child. And I'm thinking, because she said COVID-19 ain't no joke. And I'm like, I understand. If Let me tell you something. If I had a child, I wouldn't, there's no way I would allow the school district to sacrifice my child. <laughs> and absolutely not. You know, it's just, I don't think, and I was talking to a teacher yesterday and I asked her, um, what does she think? You know, and she said they they don't consider the teachers like the teachers are in on those conversations on the reopening plans. And I'm like, how do you come up with a plan to reopen a school and a, a school? The school works by way of teachers, administrators, <laughs> you know, janitorial staff. You have lunch people. Um, security staff, if you have security in your school, and you have children. So you have all of these parts in this wheel, and none of those people were considered. Only people that are talking about school openings are people that work downtown at the school board and mayor's offices and governor's offices. Those are the people that are putting the plans together for your children. Oh, that's crazy. That's like like what it's like okay we're, if we're gonna open the schools this is what you this, this I just want to rattle off some stuff that makes sense to me like I said I'm not a parent I'm not an educator I'm not an infectious disease specialist or virologist none of that but just I just want to throw some things out there that make sense to me so if you're you know when you the first thing in doing any type of change management um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go in my master's degree bag right now. I have a master's degree in human capital development. And a big part of that is change management, um, process improvement. Um, and anytime you do process improvement, change management, implementing change and all of that, you talk, you include, you, when you do your needs assessment, you include the, the front end stakeholders, the end users, whoever the end users will be, you include, you do a needs assessment with them also. So 
when you when they were deciding when they just whenever they decided i don't know say they decided they were going to reopen the schools in june you know what we're going to reopen the schools at that moment they should have said you know we're going to do an assessment we're going to bring we're going to do an assessment with the teachers we're going to do an assessment with parents we're going to do an assessment with administrators. And when I say administrators in the school, I mean like the principals, vice principals, assistant principals, um, administrative, secretarial staff, and whoever else is, is in the administrative offices in K through 12 schools. Um, we're going to do we're going to do an assessment with them as well. We're going to do an assessment with the janitorial staff. We're going to do an assessment with um, the parents of the children, um, incoming children. We're going to do an assessment with the children that are of age to give valid responses like say you're going to talk to a fourth grader fourth through 12th graders you know we're going to consider all of we're going to take all of that input all of that data and we're going to come up with a plan based on that and then we're going to talk to the local health department we're going to get you know information from the cdc and local pediatricians and that will fool everybody and then we'll do a plan. We'll create a back-to-school plan based on that information. That Don't that make sense? That just makes sense. You know, it, it's like, it's, all, it's, the well, it's the wealthy that's saying, we got to open the, the halves. We got to open and get the schools back open. Well, you have the privilege to hire somebody to come in and homeschool your child. You have the privilege to... To homeschool your child yourself, because maybe you got you and your spouse make three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and you can do that if you're in a suburb somewhere, and you, he's a doctor, and you're an engineer, and you know you can afford. Well, I'll you'll take off this year, and your husband's salary will will cover every, all of the expenses. But when you're in an urban community, and you may make ten thousand dollars a year, fifteen thousand dollars a year, those aren't you don't have those kinds of options, and so. And I do understand the other side of it, especially for urban, poor public schools. I do understand that kids need to be back, need to be for, especially kids that are maybe being abused at home. I understand that part of it. I went on the CDC's website and they gave a whole list of why, you know, kids should be in school and why it's important for kids to be in school. They said, you know, for uh, abuse for nutrition sometimes that's the only time a child eats is breakfast and lunch um just for mere activity physical activity you know they have the recess time kids get to get outside and run and get um uh, sun and all this kind of stuff and social interaction all those things are important not just for us but for children too so i get all of that the, you know, the reasons, well, some kids don't learn by computer. You know, I don't learn well by computer. If I had to, if I were in school, I wouldn't be able to learn well from there. I need to be sitting in a classroom, you talking to me and explaining it to me. I learn better that way. Um, so I get that too. Some kids don't learn that way. And then if you, kids are special education kids, I'm sure it's even more challenging for them to learn virtually. So I get all of that. I just wish, man, like I said, it was everybody was considered. And maybe a better, if everyone was considered, maybe a better plan could have been in play. Maybe they would have said, you know what, we're going to have the special, the special needs kids, the special education. I hate to call them special ed kids. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is probably politically incorrect. Um, I'll say the special 
um, special needs kids. Well, they'll come back in um, maybe for part of the day, and um, but they'll be able to stay the whole day, and we'll rotate teachers out or something. I don't know. And then maybe for all the other kids. I don't know. Like I like I said, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a conundrum. <laughs> and y'all know I don't me and big words. I just don't do I don't do words. <laughs> Unless we're talking about marketing, entrepreneurship, um, building a business. I just don't do words well. But it's okay. I am me. Um, it's it's a it's a sticky slope, man. And, oh, okay. I was listening to, I've been, like I said, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts about people talking about schools reopening and challenges that they're having. And, you know, and what some people are doing, um, middle, upper class people, they're, they hiring, they're hiring teachers. Because, like I said, some teachers don't even want to go back. So they're hiring. So say a teacher's salary is 60 grand, like 10 parents are getting together and they're paying $500 a month to this, for this teacher to come and teach their, 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 their child and their child's nine, nine friends in their home for the school year. So the teacher's excited. She's still getting her $60,000 a year salary, but she only has to deal with 10 kids. You know what I mean? So, but again, that's middle, upper class people, families that can get together and do that. You got, like I said, you got people that are living, working like a blue collar job and also receiving public assistance and also receiving child care assistance and also receiving food stamp assistance. They can't, they don't have no extra $500 a month to pay a teacher to come in. You know what I mean? So what can be done for that? These are the people that I'm talking about. People that look, people that grew up, people that are in communities where I grew up. Like my mom, if this would have been back when I grew up in school, the 80s when I was in elementary, 90s when I was in high school, I would have been screwed. Like my mom would have had to go to work. My mom was a janitor um, and she also cleaned people's house, was a housekeeper. So she would have had to go to work. So I don't. I would have had to just, you know, <laughs> be sacrificed to the school, you know, possibly getting infected. And then then let's talk about the kids that are high risk kids. You got kids that have diabetes and kids that have hypertension. So some people are saying, well, the risk for kids getting COVID-19 is minimal. OK, but what about those kids? And what about if they get it and OK, maybe they they don't. It doesn't, um, the symptoms don't do much harm to them, but they take it home to where grandmom lives and where grandpa lives, grandmom and granddad are like 80 and then they get, give it, they transmit it to them. And then grandma and grandpa ends up passing away. What about that? Is that being considered like, okay, maybe kids are low risk, but like I said, they're, they have multi-generational homes especially in urban communities so you you gotta you know what i mean but like i said they don't care like i said if it comes to poor communities school boards and mayors and governors and all they don't care they only care when it's upper middle class white communities because these people go to the school boards these people voice their opinions these people make threats these people you know they're 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 there you know what i mean and they make their voice heard and they hear them 
you know, and where, like I said, when it comes to communities like where I grew up in, they don't care about black people in those communities. They don't care about brown people in those communities. They're like, we don't care. We don't, we, they're going to, we're going to open the school. They're going to have to go. And if they don't go, then oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so, it's so, and it all goes back to systemic racism. Um, it is, it's all, it's all, it's, it's a sick racist system, you know, whereas, you know, the haves have it and the have nots don't and the have nots are more often than not black and brown people. Um, so, but what else? But I, you know, I want to, I really would like to just kind of talk through what can be done because we know the problems. We know that, like I said, I laid them, I talked about them already. We have special needs kids. What about them? What about kids that are, you know, have underlying health concerns? What about the multi-generational, multi-generations at home? You know, all of that. So what can people do in these communities? Maybe there's somebody in the community who has a degree, who has the ability to homeschool. Because I don't think you have to have a degree to homeschool your kids. You know, I don't, because I, I'm pretty sure you can just decide. I mean, you may have to go through whatever the homeschooling certifications or whatever, but I'm not sure even sure if you need any kind of certification. But I say all that to say there has to be somebody in the community, like where I grew up, where most people were poor and on public assistance and all of that. There has to be somebody in that community yet in that those communities communities. Why can't I get the word out? That's well read, that's articulate, that has the ability to say, you know what, you don't have to worry about sending your kids to school. I'll take them. And I'll, I'll take them this year and I'll do homeschooling with them. That somebody trusts. There has to be a Miss Lisa, a Miss Renee, a Miss. I'm just coming up with all the names like in the community that when I, like when I grew up, these were people that people trusted. You know, Miss Renee up the street, Miss Lisa up the street. You know what I mean? Miss Jackie up the street. There has to be some some people like that in those communities. And I, I charge you guys, if anybody or if you know people in these communities, um, low income, but I don't like to because they say, oh, these low income, poor communities. I mean, they are low income communities. Yes, they are. But they're full of potential and they're full of skill. They just there may be unrealized skill and unrealized potential, um, but they're full of skill and potential nonetheless. And so these lower income communities, there ha- I-, I charge you to find those people, like I said, that you tr- those women that you trust, um, that you will trust with your kids. Maybe five or six of y'all get together. Maybe ten of y'all get together. Um, maybe y'all all got fifth graders. Or y'all all got fourth graders. Or y'all all got sixth graders. Or y'all all got second graders. Or whatever. And you said, you know what, Miss Jackie, gonna homeschool our baby. For this, our babies for the, this school year, and then we'll re, we'll revisit school in 2021. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, maybe you know, maybe you guys can figure out a way. Maybe a barter system. Maybe you guys can't pay Miss Jackie. Maybe you can, I don't know. Maybe y'all can clean her house, and maybe y'all can make her meals for the week, and, so she don't have to worry about going back home and cooking and cleaning y'all gotta figure out a way to pay her without monetarily paying her if you get what i'm saying um i don't know man 
maybe like I said, an older woman, middle-aged woman. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Maybe it's some some students that in from the community that just graduated from college this past May and they're not finding a job that they wanted, but they have the capacity to teach your child. And they're back home. They're back in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Talk it out. Y'all get together and and decide. Make a list. This is what we want for our. This these are the pros and cons. These are the pros for me sending my child to school. These are the cons of me sending my child back to the school. Just back to the school. And then what what do I want? These are the things that I want my child to have this year. Like I'm saying, it's got to be a way. Cause it's like I say, the school district could care less. They don't give a rat's behind. Um, and so. What else? What else? I want to, like, like I said, they were talking about the podcast I was listening to yesterday. We're talking about, you know, middle and upper class families hiring teachers that don't want to go back to school. Um, what else? The virtual thing. Um, I, I think a lot of schools, I think back in, if I'm not mistaken, back in Montgomery where, um, in Alabama, they're doing um, half days. Or part, I'm sorry, I think it's like two days in the school and three days online. I think that's what they're doing. I'm not sure what they're doing here in Philadelphia. Um, in Oklahoma City, they're doing, because these are people where I have people at. In Oklahoma City, they're doing virtual. The teachers are teaching from their classroom. But there's no kids in the classroom. They're teaching from the classroom, cameras in the back kind of thing, and there's they're teaching that way um, in North Carolina, um, where I have some more people, my people that are teachers. They're teaching from home, um, and so it's just it, like I said. It just depends on where your city is, of what you know your school district is doing. But I pray, hope, and pray that you make the best decision for your child. I pray you you sit down with your 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 spouse, or if you are a single parent, you sit down and with the Lord. And you say, Jesus, what, <laughs> what should I do with my what should I do with my baby? Cause don't nobody care but me and you about about this child. You know, sit down and create a make come up with a plan. Come up with a plan. If you don't know, if you like like I'm at a loss, I I even will appeal to you to call to the church in your community. If there's a church in your neighborhood, I ask that you Pick up the phone, call them. If they're not there, see if you can email maybe the um, the adult, not the adult, the youth ministry leader or the children's ministry leader and get some insight. They may be able to tell you, they may, maybe the church is having some classes. I don't know. I don't know. That would be dope too. If churches in urban communities would say, you know what, we're going to do, we're going to do education. We're going to do, we're going to be your homeschooler for your, so you can go to work. We'll homeschool your kids during the week. Um, maybe so many classes, so many grades. I don't know. That will, you know, I don't know how that would work. I, like I said, I ain't, I didn't pan it all out, but that would be dope. But anyway, call the churches in your community to see if they're if if they can even help you. Can you guys help me? I have to go back to work. I don't want to send my baby to school. Can you help me to figure out what can I do? I'm gonna charge you to go back to the churches in your community to to for help. The church used to be a great help to the community back in the day. Um, so I'm going to say go back to the, go back to church again and ask. I'm saying that their churches are turning around and they're helping communities now. 
They're, they are doing the work of Jesus now. They're, they're, we're making a turn. We're making a comeback. <laughs> Churches of Jesus Christ are making a comeback. And so I'm saying, yeah, please reach out to your church and your community. Even if you're not a member. I don't care if you're not a member. I don't care if you don't even believe in Jesus. I don't, ca- I don't care about any of that. I'm asking you to call the church in your community for help. For help. And I guarantee you somebody will help you from that church. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I'll, I'll be praying with you, parents. I'll be praying for you. It's a hard, you guys have a hard, hard decision to make. And so, but like I always say, I love you guys and I want to see you in heaven with me and I'm out.